una y dos y dos una y dos Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. And this is a special episode of Cortez NYC. All right, this is episode 76. It's a special episode. Carla's not with us. I am here with my two favorite guys. I got Mr. Ark. Hello. And I got Mr. Keanu. Hey. In the house. And we are going to do a movie review episode. Um, we just finished watching John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, and we had a great time. Uh, we've seen Part 1, we've seen Part 2, and we thought, you know what? I haven't done like an immediate movie review. Let's do it. Let's try to do it while it's still fresh in our heads um, and build on that excitement of watching the movie. Um, just quickly, you guys out there, as always, remember, I have an online store, CortezNYC.BigCartel.com. You can go on there, check out some of my art. You can buy original art, you can buy stickers, you can buy graffiti pins, and you can help support your favorite artist, me. So go on there, CortezNYC.BigCartel.com, and check it out. All right, so let's get on with this, guys. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. All right. Nice little intro music there, Mr. Ark. Thanks for helping me out with that. Yeah, no problem. That was pretty cool. Um, all right, so John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Uh, this is the third installment of the John Wick series. We'll talk about the first two a little bit as well in this episode. Um, I think we were really... We're kind of hooked on this on this little series. I think they could do a chapter four and a chapter five. We'll probably still go see it because now we got to find out how it ends. Yeah. Um, but this is chapter three. This is, this is uh, 2019. This is rated R. This is 130 minutes. This is an action crime thriller. And the summary on IMDb says, Super Assassin John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild. And with a $14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hitmen and women everywhere. Basically, he's on the run. Now, there's a lot of movies like that out there of, like, guy on the run. Everybody's hunting the guy, blah, 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 blah. But this movie takes it to another level. Um, they, they world build and they make a whole universe out of it. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, so it's, like, super on the run. You're not just on the run. You're, like really being hunted down by everybody and a secret society and all kinds of stuff um all right aiden what do you got what do you got to say about this um so i think overall this was a really good action film although sometimes it felt repetitive like there were a lot of flips and a lot of shooting that felt like eh. it was okay. <laughs> like i don't know it was cool to see it was fun to watch but overall like i think towards later in the movie it felt like all right enough with this already yeah yeah um, yeah it could get it could get a little exhausting and the, like the, I, I would say the first 15 minutes you see some really innovative um choreography some surprising yeah. uh fighting scenes and setups and 
and you get excited. Yeah, the, the and, fight choreography was amazing. And then, and then, yeah, and then after like uh, the first half, you start to start to get a little numb to the killing. You know, how many times can somebody get punched in the face? Yeah, right? it felt a little unrealistic that, at times. It can happen. I mean, but yeah. listen, the whole movie's totally unrealistic. Yeah. Well, the good thing, <laughs> yeah. the, the good Action. thing about that, um, about the movie was uh, it kept me awake. Yeah. Like um, I wasn't sleeping on it. There was action <laughs> um, around every corner. So that's a uh, a good um, take on their part. Yeah. Especially uh, Keanu Reeves with his acting. Uh, he's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So really um, also like if anyone was wondering if this movie, you know falls short compared to the other movies i don't think it ruins the franchise at all i think it's a really good film overall yeah Um, Yeah, i agree i think i think it does stay consistent throughout the movie um i i really don't think i ever felt bored watching it i think i enjoyed all of it yeah for me there was a little part there was a little part i would say somewhere around midway where it kind of started lagging a little bit and I was getting a little, I started looking around, I started looking at the audience, I started looking at, you know, Carl, I was like looking around, I was like, eh. you know, like I, I started feeling like um, my eyes weren't glued to the screen, but I think it's the, um, it's I fun. think it's the contrast because you have such high impact scenes, how else are you, you have to come down from that. You can't just have high impact throughout the whole movie. So I understand it. Like I understood why you had, they, had, they had to slow it back down and kind of have some, some talking and some like, just walking and and kind of things to just make you see like the the scenery and stuff like that. I I kind of understand that. Um, it's just the the high intensity action. I think is is the thing. Like you go to such a high, you know, anything that goes below that is like kind of brings you down a little bit. But that's just me. Yeah. Well, the speaking about the violence, the violence of the movie was uh, it was beyond words. Everybody <laughs> was gasping like, whoa. Yeah. Like. That, like seeing just imagining it in real life in reality yeah it just it shocks you yeah in i mean sense that yeah, it's yeah. painful it looks painful yeah 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 uh i mean so just a heads up for everybody listening to this we're not going to do spoilers yet we'll do spoilers in a little while we're going to try to avoid any like big spoilers right now because i think it's so brand new that i didn't i don't want to like just talk right out about it but but we'll talk try to tiptoe around some of the details but yes the fighting scenes um, innovative, definitely they were like CGI enhanced fighting scenes. I yeah. think something about the first John Wick that I appreciated more was it it wasn't so exaggerated. Yeah, it was a little more grounded in in real fighting. Yeah, this one it's all 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 loose. Like they they just let it all loose. They just really if they needed the help of CGI, they went ahead and did it to get like those perfect uh, throws or those perfect landing shots um, uh, without getting into any details right yet but there was a lot of uh, things that you could tell would never happen whether they're using a prop or they're using an animal but there's a lot of things that happen in it that that you're like 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 inside you're like yeah that's so fake but you're like but it's fun yeah. <laughs> it's really fun <laughs> it's crazy well um, I did like uh, um, some of the scenes that involved uh, you know like long prolonged like chasing like okay. ma- mainly like um like the getaway scenes when um okay and you know wick starts running from all these other bad guys right. and everything and um it really puts you at the edge of the seat like what's gonna happen next right is, is wick 
is this his last stand? You know. Right, 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 right. But uh, it was a it was a good movie overall. I did like the the lighting that was that was placed at the at the beginning of the movie. Okay. But um. So what if you got Mr. Ark? So another thing was um, definitely uh, you can't just see the third one and understand it. Like you actually have to see the first and the second one to understand the story and to understand the plots that are put into this movie. Yeah, I was thinking about that too when I was when it started. When it was first starting, I, I was paying attention to that and I was thinking like, especially because we just came off of watching Endgame. Right. So I was kind of really very aware like of like, okay, so there's a series. Uh, how would I even talk about this? Would, would people, could I recommend it? Would people have to know the rest of the movies? Part of me wants to say it didn't matter in the beginning because right. they set it up very comfortably where it was like, there's a man on the run. They kind of have a few people explain some things. So you kind of understand a little bit of why he's on the run. I think if, if you've seen other action movies like The Bourne Identity or any of these other movies where it's a, a guy on the run, you know, you kind of understand the formula. So you get it. Good guys, bad guys, secret organizations. Like, that's obvious. Um, but then when they got later on in the movie and they started getting into details and they started getting into very specific things and very specific motivations, then I started thinking, yeah, you kind of have to have seen the first two, like, yeah. What, why, what about it do you think made it seem like you had to watch the other ones? So, for, for one, this movie starts off right from where the last movie ended. Um, so, if you want to know like why he's on the run, they, they kind of reference it in this movie, but they don't really go into his whole, like, uh, you know, the, the reason why everyone's after him. Um, I mean, they did later on. In, yeah. the, in, the, in, the, later, in the later part, they totally explain, you know, who's guilty, who's responsible, who helped him, who, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they explain what he did to be on the run. They explain he did this, he broke this rule. And, be, you know, you didn't see it, but they explain it. Yeah. I mean, and, and then there's another thing where, uh, you know, there's certain items that are used in this movie that symbolize uh, his past relationships with... Uh, certain people in this movie and I think those items um, They're things that you kind of have to know what they are I guess like what they mean in this organization, right? Um, which is it is talked about in both the second and the first movie All right, so how about this? How about I would say you have to care enough about Those items and those characters and all that to pay attention to the details of the dialogue Right. To get it, you probably could work your way through it, but then why would you care if you hadn't seen the other ones? I get, I get you. Okay. Right. What about the music? I know you guys are big into the music in the movies or video games and stuff like that. So, what did you guys think about the soundtrack? Well, the soundtrack um, it was very fast-paced. Um, they did it didn't cease to you know it it actually captures the the idea of you know of John Wick killing and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and it really that the one of like in John Wick 2 like the soundtrack was good on its own like when he went in a, a club scene and everything in the old older older movies like uh, the music was what people liked in, right in that movie so um, seeing it in this movie wasn't really a big surprise to me knowing that Keanu Reeves was in it and right. that he was performing all these crazy stunts 
Yeah, like I think I think in the beginning it caught my attention that it was they had still that synthesizer tech kind of feel and it was grungy and grimy. Right. Um, I think in part two they did mix more of that club scene kind of vibe and they had like that kind of like rock slash uh, ballad kind of feel. Yeah. Um, but now now um, like I think they added a bit of um, like. They, they added a bit of, I think, classical. Yeah, this classical had like music. a very classical touch. Right. And in the last scene, without getting into spoilers, of course, um, there is like a, a record that's played. Oh, yeah. But it's like an old school song, so it feels very like classical in a way. Um, yeah, no, they had, they had uh, I mean, it's not a spoiler. I'm sure it's somewhere on a trailer or something, but they have like ballet yeah. scenes, a lot of ballet scenes. Yeah. Um, because part of the one of the setups is uh, related to uh, somebody who's who teaches ballet. So, um, and they kind of tie that in with fighting and and like as an art. All right, what else you got in the notes there, Mister? Can we go on into spoilers? What do you think? Um, because I think you guys are holding back too much. And yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard. To... I think overall, this is a really good movie. Um, you should definitely go watch it. Uh, especially if you like action, okay, um, it's it's really good. All right, I agree. John Wick, you guys should go check it out. Let's get into spoilers now. John Wick, excommunicado, in effect, in three, two, one. And away we go. All right, Mr. Ark. So give us a list of your favorite things in the movie. Go ahead. All right. So, the most exciting scenes in this movie, one, straight off the bat, um, there was a library scene where uh, it's John Wick versus this really oh. tall guy, yeah. and he kills him with a book. <laughs> like, yeah, actually, that, that giant is actually a basketball player. Really? Yeah? yeah, I found that he was actually a basketball player. Wow. Yeah. Um, that giant guy that he fought, that was totally... Uh, throwback to like uh, like a James, an old James Bond type of villain. Like I like how um, they were reading books, right? And then he came in and he, was, and he said he said a quote from a book. Oh yeah. And like he told them like you're getting old, Wick, and everything. And then John Wick was and then John Wick was like, um, I know and whatever. I I think that how it went, right? Yeah. That, yeah. And then like he gets into a fight with them, but the, but he had a, he had a knife and then he was using hand combat. Yeah. to hand combat with this really tall guy and you're like man what if he just reaches over and stabs him and uh, sure enough he uh, stabs him on the the shoulder and I was like damn yeah I mean that hurt. fight was really cool because they used a book as a prop fighting tool in an, in an innovative way stuck it in his mouth jammed it in and you saw you broke saw, his jaw broke his jaw and, and you just see like his jaw his dangling like, yeah. that was just brutal and then broke his neck on it that was Jesus. that was crazy yeah but it was nice to see like the scale like the fact that they made because I know like Keanu Reeves is a tall guy and then they made this other guy that's even taller make make him look like a giant and he was palming his, ha- his head like a basketball it was yeah. hilarious yeah. like, alright what um, else you got so um the next thing is a knife fight, which comes right off, uh, right after the book fight. Right. Um, because all these people are trying to get after Wick. So everyone's everyone's going after Wick for the bounty, and 
they stumble into like some type of museum and there's knives on the walls and old guns and everything. Yeah, because yeah, he's looking he's looking for weapons. He's looking for a gun. Right, because uh, he he isn't allowed to get any help from anybody, so there's no way he could get weapons from right. anywhere. So he goes into that room and he's looking for a gun and then the, he gets a bullet, but the bullet doesn't fit the gun and he tries to build his own gun. And then the guy's coming in after him, so he shoots one guy, throws the gun. And right then through the doorway. Getting, yeah, then he starts getting into a knife fight, pulling whatever he can find. He even throws glass yeah. <laughs> at a certain point. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, like that corridor fight scene, that was like intense. Like, all I think it's the sound effects. Like when you hear the crunching and like the, yeah, like the smashing. Like not only that, it. but but like when when like he threw he threw knives at a guy. Yeah, he threw yeah. like like fourteen knives into one. Like guy they were yeah. like a, a room full of knives, which is impossible for it to be real. Like that's yeah. kind of like he'd be dead. Yeah, well, not just that, but it. Well, I there's think... no way that you could do such a close at a, such a close range throw knives into a, another stuntman it has right. to be done by CGI digitally you know yeah digitally enhancing the the image to put the angle do the little you know uh, digital knives flicking into him you got to you got to make the the stuntman the actor you know move it a certain way so it feels like it hit him like even that hatchet when he threw that hatchet at the end oh, of that scene yeah. got to give it to you the... to finish off that one guy all right so one of the things that were like fake right around that area w- that did bother me was that horse scene thing yeah yeah, yeah. Be- that felt all scripted like he w- they they set up a fight and then he ends up in a room in a stable with a bunch of horses and then he in order to fight off the guys he starts smacking the horses he di- he didn't do it just once he did it twice that's what made it like okay yeah. he went too far the first time was like funny second time i was like really yeah. Where he smacks the horse in the butt so that the horse kicks the guy. And they kicked him twice the second time. Exactly. So, and it made it like the, the horse is... He's using the horse as a prop for kung fu. That's a, that was a little cheesy. Yeah. But still kept watching. I was still into it. What else you got on, on your list there of things? All right. So the next thing is um, after John Wick gets uh, passage, um, he ends up meeting up with Halle Berry's character. And... They go on a mission and she has these dogs and that fight sequence where her and John Wick are taking out all the guys and the dogs are, are helping. Are helping. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That was awesome. That was, so I kept, when that was happening, I kept, I kept looking and thinking like this is straight out of like uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. When you used to, when you, I remember when we used to play Call of Duty and you used to sick the dogs on us. And, and it, you know, if it was, it felt so fake when I saw like Halle Berry, like, you know, scream for the dogs and the dogs jumped in, but it was fun. Like, yeah. I think this movie walked a really good line between being really fake to be cheesy, but then somehow just keeping you entertained to say like, all right, it's okay. It's fake. It's fake. It's fantasy. Just keep going. Keep going. Show yeah. me more. Show me more. Um, but it was, it was actually, we were, I remember we were talking, we got out of the theater it was fun to see how the dogs would, they trained the dogs to jump up and grab the people, but then do it at an angle where they would swing around. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know if it was real though. I'm, I'm going to look that up. I would almost like, flip the people. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, uh, like you could see the weight of the dogs being, like the, when the dog bit on the guy's arm, like um, when he jumped right into him, he like swung him around in the air like a, like, like a like a rag yeah, yeah and then slammed him down like a like a like a wrestler it was pretty crazy yeah i never how seen he that. could handle him I've, n- I've never seen kung fu dogs <laughs> so that was pretty cool but i'm gonna look that up i'm gonna find out i want to find out if that was real or not if uh those those moves were 
dogs trained to do some of it, and then maybe they CGI the rest of it to make it the flip look realistic. I don't know. But also the dog had a the dogs had bulletproof vests on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had bulletproof vests <laughs> stored with extra pistols just in case they ran out of ammo. I guess. The thing that I was questioning about that was how like she like the like the the girl what was her face that was uh her character. Oh, uh, Sophia or something that's Sophie, Sophia. Something. Yeah, yeah. well... Ho- the, Holly Berry's character, yeah. Yeah, Holly Berry. Like, she, um... Like, she basically hit a gun in the dog's, like, uh, bulletproof vest. I'm like, how did that not slip out? Exactly. Like, yeah. if, if there was a pocket in there, then I would understand. But, you know, I didn't really care about that. Well, I think, I think that's where, that's where, like, the movie definitely is entertaining if you like... If you like... Video games, definitely. And then if you like action movies, it takes action movies to another level. What else you got there, Mr. Ark? All right. So um, once John Wick comes back to New York, um, there's one fight sequence uh, that comes right after um, these ninjas meet John Wick in Grand Central Station. Now, they run right outside, and uh, he, John Wick hijacks these guys off of their motorcycles then takes one of their motorcycles and everyone's chasing him there's a bunch of ninjas on motorcycles with swords and all that yeah that was uh, cool yeah that was really cool but I, i was wondering like how was the entire bridge under the how was the underside of the bridge empty Right. Have you ever realized about that? Like it, it was so empty and devoid on on the bottom side. Like was it closed? Yeah, it kind of it kind of seemed unrealistic that it would be so yeah, so empty. Like someone, if so I, I mean, was on a boat under the bridge and I would just see a bunch of motorcycles, right, and I hear motorcycle crashes, I'd be wildly concerned. I'd be like, "What the hell is going up? What is going on up there?" Right. Yeah. But that, I think I think that's I think they kind of explain that because um, in the end of the second one, you realize how many people are actually working for this organization, how many people are actually assassins. True. So you never know. All the I guess that kind of leaves it to the imagination like all these people could be working for these uh the high table they call it i have i have a conspiracy theory about this movie and an idea that's brewing in my head of why all this stuff is so fake and and we still go along with it but we'll talk about that in a bit but yeah yeah anyway yes uh, motorcycles chasing in New York City, awesome. Even if the bridge was empty, it was still cool. R- reminded me of something out of Kill Bill. There's a scene in yeah. Kill Bill where she rides in on the motorcycles, or the gang rides in on the motorcycles, and she's behind them or something like that. And it just has that same kind of vibe. But here, there's actually fighting on the motorcycles, which is really cool. Even fighting on a horse. Yeah. When he was riding the horse, and he's like side saddling the horse so that he can uh, is hiding on the other side of the horse, so he could shoot the motorcycle guy. Like that was pretty awesome. All the all the sound effects when the motorcycles crash and flip, that was crazy. Yeah, like that was right on point. Um, what else you got there? So, the the final exci- like really exciting um, fight scene in this movie was probably the final battle, which was pretty much the all-out war in the Continental, which is after. Um, after the Continental shutdown, meaning all business can be handled in the Continental, which if you watch the other movies, you know that it's a rule that, you know, you can't uh, have any sorts of violence in the Continental. Yeah, like the Continental is a hotel where all the assassins hang out or find like uh, a resting place. Right, it's a haven. And and 
So that's the whole reason why John Wick's on the run is because he broke that rule in the previous movie, and the owner of the hotel helped him. And the other guy, the Bowery King, which is played by Lawrence Fishburne, he helped them also. And all the all these people that helped him now they're like being uh, judged by the high table, which is like the higher organization, the secret organization, the Illuminati organization. And they're paying their fealty, I think they called it. Yeah. Yeah. Which. And this this Continental uh, Hotel is actually a building downtown. It's down by Wall Street. Uh, it's in a corner. I mean, you could if you're just if you happen to be in New York City, just look it up. I'm sure you'll, there's a, some website or something that'll show you where that place is, that location is. But it's it's a legit building. Um, and so yeah, so in this building, once they decide that this building is no longer a safe haven, uh, that it's off register, you know, the high table decides this. Then yeah, then all they bring in all these like SWAT. Uh, bulletproof uh, team guys to go in there and take on John Wick and the owner of the hotel and everybody in there and the that scene is pretty cool yeah now I, I found this really uh, exciting because um, even before you know this entire thing started uh, he made a funny Matrix reference uh, saying that he needed guns lots oh, yeah, of yeah. guns and then uh, with the guns they had, you know, once they realized that their regular bullets weren't working, they they told uh, the manager, uh, "We need better firepower." Yeah. So they got uh, like, bullet bullets that pierced the armor, which yeah. is insane. Well, it was kind of like shotguns. Shotguns, shotguns, yeah. Very big shotguns. High, high powered shotguns. And then the, it's a little annoying though that they didn't use those right at the gate. Yeah. yeah. But of course, you wouldn't know what to expect from a bunch of SWAT people like they they basically went in there not knowing that they were with bulletproof stuff and then they start shooting them and then once upon realizing that and trying to escape then they got the big shotguns but it but it was but the guy did tell him before they went in they got the um, the guy who worked with the hotel owner he was telling him his his right hand man the, the concierge of the hotel he was telling him like oh yeah there's been some modifications people are you know better armored and all he he actually told him before they started and he went in like that anyway I didn't understand that. That probably, that kind of was a little shady. I was like, eh. And why didn't they? Why didn't the guy from the hotel, if he knows that the other people have armor, why, why didn't, didn't he have armor? On, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Or or take a few guys down and then take their armor. Right. Like yeah. there was no strategy to that. Like it was kind of like they set they, themselves they, up. They all walked out fine. Yeah. In the end. So. <laughs> all right, but yeah. So the, another thing, going back to what we were talking about earlier with the music, that scene you reminded me. That scene before the guys are. When the SWAT team shows up, before the guys get into battle, as the SWAT team is setting up and all that, the owner of the hotel, he puts on a record and he puts on the classical music and they show the SWAT team coming in with the lights on their guns and everything in the darkness. And it, they do make it seem very operatic, very like a dance, like the guys are walking in in formation and all that. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. That was really nice. That I think the movie does that well. Really interesting. All right. What else you got? So... Now to the more interesting aspects of this movie. Um, so this movie explores more of the underground empire. Like, um, for example, uh, it shows us more about John Wick's past, uh, how he was trained um, to be an assassin, like his uh, connections with Russia. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's uh, he's the son. No, he's... He was trained by one of the Russian organizations that are... Uh, Wasn't he, he was adopted. 
he was adopted. He was like an right. orphan, yeah. And he was trained by the person. It's like a Russian organization that is not under the high table. They kind of like work with the high table in association with them, but they're they're a side organization. Right. And and but he has, like, they still, he has a, a close connection, an unbreakable connection with them. Right. Above having a connection with the high table and that's why he goes to look for help from them and this is how he gets passage with his only ticket so that's that's something i found really interesting about this um that he was given certain items which i talked about earlier this is why you kind of need to know uh i guess what happens in the other movies because they have these items that show i guess a bond between two characters um, so for this, he had a cross, which right. was his ticket uh, to get whatever help he needed, only for a one-time offer. Right. It yeah, was kind of like, like I, I like the sense of urgency at the beginning, like when he was trying to gather all his his stuff. Well, not really gathering all his stuff, but he was trying to get all the resources he needs before um, he gets hunted down and killed. Right. Like, I like that sense of urgency. Like, he went straight to the doctor as soon as he got the stab wound from that really tall guy, that basketball player. Yeah. Yeah, and then he ran He ran to the the, um, the doctor's office, and then he said, we got, like, 30 seconds. And then he's stitching it up, right? And then at, at one point, like, he stopped stitching because it, time was up and he was excommunicado. And uh, then um, he had to do it himself because all the services that he once had are now... Are now void, yeah. Yeah, stripped away from him. All right, so the whole high table thing we talked about was interesting. There was one character who was with the high table and she was like a very mysterious character in this movie. She's the one who hired the ninjas and she's the one who goes and actually like I, I wouldn't say no she she's the one who kills and judges all the people who helped John Wick in the past um so for example there's one case where Wait, you talking about the educator yeah okay yeah. um so there, there's one case which I found it's a little ridiculous and you'll see we'll talk about that in some of the worst parts but um the Bowery King gets slashed seven times for the seven bullets he gave John Wick, and he's assumed to be dead, but, you know, in the end, you see that he's not dead. But, you know what's funny? Um, both actors, the actors that survive at the end, like Keanu Reeves is Neo from The Matrix, yeah. and the other guy was Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we were saying. We were, we were playing around with the idea that what if, what if this whole thing is just... A Matrix Universe thing, and that that's be, why it's so fake. That would, I, I would be speechless about <laughs> if that ever happened. If that twist happens, I mean, it could be. That would be amazing. It, it could be. So, if anybody knows the Matrix, you know that both these these actors were in the Matrix trilogy, and the Matrix always had these uni- these uh, not universes. They had this in the Matrix is like a it's almost like an online environment, an online universe. And if you enter that place, you can have all the guns you want. You could have, you can shoot and kill all you want. You can have all the martial arts skills that you want. And and I think this kind of resembles that a little bit. In yeah. that John Wick had a lot of opportunities to kill a lot of people, and a lot of people had the opportunity to kill him and didn't. 
and yeah. kind of let him slide. Yeah. The thing that I actually um, was weird. The thing that that really gets me is that um, the high table um, people—they're all wearing black, like the black suits, like the guy in the black, the guys in the yeah. black suits, like that. It kind of connects together. I'm like, huh? Yeah. The similarities. There are similarities. So, what else you got there, Mr. Ark? All right. So I, I thought this movie had really good pacing. Um, and I think I think the only thing that this movie lacked um, was it wasn't really like the strongest story. I think if you're really looking for a good story, uh, the first one is definitely probably the best out of these three. Which one do you like better, Keanu? The first one, second one, or third one? Well, I kind of like the... The, the second one was really crazy, I remember. But um, I did like the first one because it kind of was kind of playing a revenge story. Right. And now it changed to uh, a whole all-out war. Right. So I, I really liked the old movie because it was just about a guy who lost his wife. And then he loses his dog, which was to commemorate his wife. And seeing that connection between him and his wife and him trying to do whatever it takes to get revenge um really made it a good movie yeah and seeing that he was feared by most people and was considered the boogeyman that's true the first the first movie i think the fact that it was a surprise that he was an assassin was what made it cool. It was like a regular guy with a regular revenge story, but then you you learn that he's like a superpowered assassin. It was a crazy twist. And that that was the twist. That was like the, wow, this is amazing. And this guy was really cool. I think at this point now, nothing can surprise us. Yeah. Right? Because right. now everybody's in it. Now we're thinking like everybody's an assassin. And it, now we're even thinking like, is this the Matrix? Like, it's so crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Go ahead. I, I think, you know, really the worst part of this movie was the ending it, it felt kind of short for me like it was kind of confusing because uh it turns out that once they all decide to have a you know they all decide to talk about a possible you know agreement in solving these problems uh you know with the whole war and the whole excommunicado situation uh, Winston, which is the manager of the Continental, pulls a gun on John Wick and shoots him off a roof. So, I was surprised. I was shocked. I was like, what the hell? I kind of expected that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I expected it because I, he put the gun in his back pocket, but like, you know, he was kind of like luring John Wick in. Yeah. So I, I expected that, that was going to happen. I, I thought they were going to reveal that they had talked about it already right, right. they had pre-planned it because yeah, it looked obvious so i was like this is kind of obvious and because the guy who works at the front desk he um he said uh like good job sir like something like that yeah um so i had a feeling that it was all planned um but then at the end it didn't make sense because john wick was really really angry and right and he was really and he it looked like he, like it wasn't planned yeah it, it felt weird so i I think that ending really didn't make sense, but um, you know, I, I know we're bouncing back here, but back to the final battle. Yeah. Yeah, the final fight scene with the samurai guy and the two little guys and right. Yeah. The leveling. Right. <laughs> like so, you're going up in levels to the big bad guy. So yeah. Zero, which is this ninja guy who has a bunch of students, um, he sends his students to fight John Wick to prepare him for the battle with him. Right, and but they're almost, but they're basically sacrificing themselves because they're giving John Wick 
the opportunity. All the opportunities. Yeah. All right. Giving actually in one in one scene, actually giving him their hand and saying, "Here, stand back up." Yeah. So Which was, was like, ri ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, considering that John, they knew that John Wick was retired for several years. I mean, they must have, like, instead of playing like killing each other unfairly, um, knowing that they're assassins, I'm sure they're they um, go by probably a code, or probably they just you know they're trying to make it even. I so don't know why though you would want to sacrifice yourself. That's such a chance, yeah. And yeah. and what for? I mean, you're you're what? So you're. You have the what are you doing? What, what's the point yeah. of fighting to the death if you don't fight to the death? What's the point of even fighting? Exactly. You... For that, you just let him go. Yeah. Right. Unless, unless if the thing, the only thing that I was thinking that would justify that is if chivalry. No, not even none of that. It's if the guy zero, the that the top guy, if he would kill you. In other words, if he were to say, "You go prepare John Wick to fight me," but you don't kill him. Right. Yeah, because he, I if you kill him, I kill you. Because he killed yeah. he killed another guy. He killed one of the um, one of the SWAT guys right. who was gonna kill John Wick, and he's like, "No, only I'm allowed yeah. to kill you." Yeah. Right. Well, regardless, that's a horrible job to have. Terrible. I don't want that job. <laughs> I don't want the job of having to warm up John Wick in a fight. And uh, that would hurt. I hated. And then he died. Yeah. yeah. I hated the part when he kept saying, "Yeah, you're just like me." That then I was at the edge of my seat, like go kill him, John. Just kill this man. <laughs> they actually showed a couple of parts that also made me feel like, is this some sort of weird Matrix surreal environment be where they showed Zero being the bad guy and John Wick doing the, the ghosting thing that they would disappear. Yeah, right. That made me feel like, is this all a dream? Is this all a fantasy situation? Why do they give these guys yeah, these powers? Yeah, I was, like, was kind of questioning. I was like, what? Where did he go? Was it behind some other... Because they did a lot of things like it was that just in a, the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, true. Like, that's what made me feel like this... Where a this... crowd of people just walk past and he's gone. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I'd be know. so shocked if that ever happened. All right, but anyway, that guy Zero also was a waste of time because it was the, the final battle and... It was for nothing. He, they fought. He gave him opportunities. John Wick puts a sword through him. Right. And then the guy's done. And that's yeah. pretty much the fight. Yeah. And I mean, it was. I it, didn't. I didn't hate his character. I think. I think overall, you know, he, he did all right. Um, and I just, I think. I expected more from him. Yeah. I thought he was going to yeah. really do something crazy. Yeah. And I thought John Wick was going to be more like proving himself. Not being given well, the opportunity. Considering but. the film, I think this is a quest for uh, John Wick to find um, his his identification. Like, it's kind of like a, a quest to identify who he is. I can I see know. that a little bit. Yeah, like you're saying for the next movie. Right. Yeah. I could see that. I that yeah. was another thing. Also, I think this movie. I thought this movie was gonna be the last one. I yeah. really thought we were gonna yeah, go, yeah. go. We were gonna go watch the final John Wick. We were gonna be like, all right, this is it. It'll be a great trilogy. It'll create a great trilogy. I want to see how it finishes. But I then they see... gave us another cliffhanger. And exactly. The, the ending of this was kind of pointless because it leaves you back to square one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this movie never happened. Well, yeah. probably they're preparing. For, they're, the, I know. I, I feel like they're going to prepare for something. Well, the only difference <laughs> now is now he has other people on his side, all the people who paid their fealty. Uh, they everyone hates the high table now, including Winston, who's the guy who shot him off the roof. Right. Yeah. Everybody hates the high table right now, and even the people who betrayed John Wick. You know, I'm sure there's going to be something where they create a rebellion, even if John Wick is excommunicated. 
True. All right, so do you guys think we're going to go see part four? Sure. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd we're be not so excited now it. about part four? I yeah. just, I'd be interesting. I'd be interested in seeing it if it brings something new to the table because I feel like this could get repetitive and I don't know how long, how much longer this could go for. Yeah. Right. That's, I, if they do a part four and they're going to real, which they are, but if, because it leaves it like that, but if, if they're going to do a part four correctly, what they should do is, I'd like to see is a finale to John Wick, an exploration, a, rev, a rev, revelation of what was his real story, maybe more about his wife. Yeah. If, yeah. W- what was that motivation? What happened there? Um, and then the high table. I just want to know who the high table is, and and that what dude is, in the, the like, dude what? in the sand, the, the guy that was out in the middle yeah. of this of desert. Yeah. Like, who was that guy? There was a lot of things that they just left wide open. I'm like, uh, I don't know. What is yeah. the high? But table? But I did enjoy it. I do recommend it. You guys recommend it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say if I had to rate it on a scale of one to ten, probably solid eight. Okay. Keanu, what's your rating? Probably an eight. Not what? really a nine because it wasn't phenomenally good, but it was phenomenal to the point of it being a great action movie. Cool. I agree. Eight. Eight is cool. Yeah. Eight's a good number for that. All right, guys. Eight is great. Thank you guys for joining on this review. Yeah. Peace.